you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Quick announcement, guys. Any children here that are in the Christmas program this year, your practice is starting now. So any children that need to be in the, uh, that are in the Christmas program, please go to Children's Church at this time. Thank you.
I don't care if it's a president, whoever we think is the greatest, whoever we can look back across empires and decades and all these things we can say, there is none like Jesus. And on the course of this song it's today, it says, we are here for you. Come and do what you do. We're not here this morning because of what, just what he can do for us. It's about when we worship it is something so pleasing to God that he smiles down upon us and decides to bless us. It's not that we walk in here waiting on a blessing. It's not, it's not just about our blessings. It's about when we worship, God works. And so let's just worship together this morning.
Till every dark addiction starts to break Declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus Your name Your name is power Your name is healing Your name is love Yeah. 
Jesus. 
receive the manifestations that we are expecting. We believe right now in this atmosphere that you are healing bodies, that you are encouraging the saints, that you are strengthening the weak, those who are weak. You are lifting up those who are down. You're the glory and the lifter of our head. So we just thank you right now that you are ministering to this congregation. As I hold up this prayer, this prayer, um, this morning for those who are hurting, those in the hospital, those who have need, those who are bereaved. We bless Brother Tommy's family today. As he goes to prepare for his sister's funeral today, we bless him today. We bless Linda Quick with a quick recovery today. We bless Libby with a quick recovery today. We believe in you for all of our people and everyone in this house today to be touched with the mighty hand of God for healing to flow in this house mentally emotionally, physically, in every way. And we decree and declare it so because you are God all by yourself. There is nothing that you cannot do. In Jesus, you are Lord. You are indeed the secret of it all. Can we lift up a shout of praise to him this morning? Come on, you can do better than that.
Holy Spirit gave us our name. We are to be called priests of praise. But I want to say something to you, congregation. That's just not our name. Every person who enters that door, you, if you're born again, you are a priest of praise. You have been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. For what reason? To show forth the praises of him who called you out. And so the praise team can only lead by example. But if you do not join in, if every believer here does not recognize his or her responsibility for the success of a worship service, you might sit out there and let them do all your worshiping for you. But they, they can't really do your worship for you. Only you can do that. Only you can do that. And so this morning, I just want to encourage you, priest of um, congregation, priest of praise, that you encourage the priest of praise on the platform by entering in, by entering in with thanksgiving, by not waiting 15 minutes after you've gotten here, but come prepared. Worship on your way here and come prepared to enter in and worship the Holy God. So I just want to say before the church today a great big thank you to all of our priests of praise and Pastor Tim's going to bless you. Congregation, extend your hand this way. Priests of praise, join hands and bless one another. Father God, today we give thanks to you. Lord, so often you put so many people in our lives and we don't realize the far-reaching and dynamic impact that they have as impact players and influencers in our lives. And sometimes we who are making the impact and the influence don't realize the extent to which you are using us. But God, your plan is beautiful. Surely it does take teamwork to make the dream work. And God, we're not here to fulfill a Kenneth or Joyce Blee's dream. We're not here to fulfill a Tim or Kim Hodges dream. We are here to fulfill your dream, your passion so that when we pray your kingdom come, your will be done, we are asking you to bless, use, anoint, equip, utilize people that can make that happen. And these priests of praise members, whether they're people that hold a microphone or people behind the scenes running the media or the live stream or playing an instrument or, or whatever, God, we are all dynamic players and instrumental. We are the instruments that you are using. God, today we appreciate these folks. We appreciate their sacrifice. We appreciate their commitment. We appreciate their passion. Not to come in here to put on a show, but God, their passion is to love you. And I'm around a lot of these throughout the week at various times. And I know their passion just isn't for you on Sunday mornings at 10.30. But their passion is for you 24-7, 365. We honor these folks today. We bless them. We call them, their families, their stuff, their dogs, their cats, their cars, their microwaves, their water heaters. We call them healthy, wealthy, and wise, blessed and covered by the Most High God. We ask you today, God, to open up heaven and pour out a special blessing upon these folks. Double their anointing. 
because we are in a day and a season that we need to hurry up because we are finishing the work of the age. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, we pray. And if you believe that today, I want you to say thank you, Father God, by clapping your hands and say thank you for these folks today. Regardless of whether we've been here for years or today was the first, apart from God himself, we would not be the team that we are. We would not be where we are if it was not for the leadership of this lady, our creative ministries director, she and her husband, Pastor Bleas. So could you guys honor them, please? Good morning, Northview. It's good to see y'all this morning. We are so glad that you are here with us today. We want to say a big welcome to our online faith family. So let's give them a hand for joining us this morning. Yes. We also want to welcome any first-time attenders that we may have today. If you will look on your bulletin on the back, there is a form that says first time here. And it's perforated so you can just tear it off. And we ask that you fill that out if this is your first Sunday and that you fill that out for us. And at the end of service, you walk out of the sanctuary and to your right, there is a welcome center. And we ask that you take that form there and we have a gift for you. So we ask that you um, take advantage of that. There's information in there about the ministry, about good things go coming up. And um, we just want you to be able to enjoy that. And there's some gifts in there too. Um, also, Faith Family, make sure you read your bulletin every week. There is some really good stuff in here, y'all. Really, really good stuff. Good stuff going on. I do have a couple of announcements, and then we're going to do something very special for Veterans Day. But um, if you did not get an envelope last week for our Youth Investment Sunday, there are a few left at the Welcome Center. We thank you so much for all of you that did give one last week. Um, they will be asking that those be turned in by next Sunday. So if you grabbed an envelope, if you could please get that in by next Sunday, they've got to pay some things for their trip and they're very excited about that um, for that also if you want to enjoy the parents night out they're going to give you a night out and there is a sign up sheet at the welcome center and that is for December 2nd so if you want to let them come take care of your kids so you can go on a date or you can go shopping or just maybe sit at home and be quiet I'm sure they would be glad to help you out with your kids for a donation they're not doing it for free, y'all. This is a fundraiser. So um, y'all make sure that y'all take advantage of that. That's really a great opportunity. Also, um, who of you know that uh, Christmas Hope is coming up? And uh, I don't know how many years they've been doing it here since, but we've been doing Be the Church on Sunday evenings. So tonight, if you can help out at Restoring Hope Warehouse, we ask that you be there from 5 to 7 tonight to help them out with some things for, um, for Christmas Hope. So we hope that you can be involved in that. So now, um, also, forgot about this. There is a little box out in the foyer, and it has turkey figurines, 
and pilgrim candle holders. Now, we were cleaning some stuff out, and we found a box of these things. If you want them, you may have them. We didn't want to throw them away. So if you want to use them for your um, Thanksgiving decorations, they're in the foyer. Take all you want, as many as you want. First come, first serve, okay? Thank you. I'm going to ask my husband to come up. We're going to do something special for Veterans Day today. Let's give him a hand as he comes. Ain't she pretty, y'all? I'm going to marry somebody just like her when I grow up. <clears throat> Pastor Michael, are you still in here? I need you to run out, and I need you to check that list for that uh, date night thing or whatever, babysitting thing. I need you to make sure y'all already signed up because your wife was about to fall over out here. Yeah, okay, I just need to be sure. <clears throat> I was just concerned, just out of concern. So that's a good thing for those of you parents that uh, want to get some babysitting. <clears throat> Husbands, I'll give you about two minutes if you need to run out there and sign up now. That's, a, that's your opportunity. Okay, I'm looking around. I don't see any movement. <clears throat> that means y'all better be out there when the time is up at the end, right? Good morning, everybody. Look at your neighbor. Tell them how good they look today. Would you do that? And let me ask somebody a question. Has God been good to anybody in here besides me? So would you just look over at your neighbor and tell your neighbor how good God has been to you? Just give them a quick just high five, love, smile, update, holler or something and let somebody know God has been good to you. How many of y'all like money? I didn't ask if you love it, so don't get hyper-spiritual on me, okay? I said, how many of y'all like money? I know somebody's about to say, money is the root of all evil. The love of money is. I didn't ask you if you love it. I asked you if you like it. How many of y'all looked at money lately? How many of y'all want more money to look at? How many of y'all ready to quit lying and ready to get open now? How many of y'all, come on now, how many of y'all like money? Let me hear all the women that are ready to go Christmas shopping holler amen up in here. That's what I'm talking about. Now, I said all that to say this. How many of y'all have looked at money lately? How many of y'all want to save more money? How many of y'all know if you save money, you make money? You save money, you make money. You use that money to invest wisely. You can turn around and save more money. I'm, I'm getting somewhere with this, all right? So let me just go and give you a little heads up. Somewhere in early 2023, we're going to be hosting a Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University class here at Northview. We're working on the ramifications of that. All that, I didn't say that to say that, but it popped in my mind. And Mr. Luke McKenzie is going to help head that up. So y'all give Luke some love over there, okay? So let me ask a question again. How many of y'all looked at your money lately? Like in your pocket. My wife fusses at me all the time because if I don't have money in my wallet, I feel like I'm broke. She's been like, you got a debit card. There's money in the bank. It's not on me. I need money on me. I want money on my person. I want to be able to open my wallet and look at it. 
I'm glad there's money in the bank. Thank God, Jehovah Jireh. And thank God for overflow. But I need money in my pocket flow. Thank you, Charles is having a nice conniption back there. On that money, if you pull it out and look at it, it may have these words. In God we trust. Now, I know a lot of people may not adhere to that, but have I got anybody in the room today that would say, as a citizen of the United States of America, you are willing to look up to heaven and say, God, in you, we trust. I'm not trusting in Buddha. I'm not trusting in Muhammad. Muhammad or uh, Mahatma Gandhi or whoever, I'm, I'm trusting in one person, the one true God, the one that came and said he came to die, that they would kill him, that he was given his life. And on the third day, he kept saying, I will rise again. And when they killed him and they put him in a borrowed tomb, on the third day, he did exactly like he said. He rose again. His name is Jesus Christ. He is the one true God. We're not going to make any bones about that. There's, that's a no compromise situation right there. There's no negotiating that fact. And that's the one true God that I want to see this country come back to on its knees and declare in you. Maybe one day we would all be able to scratch our money off with a pen or something and say in Jesus we trust so nobody gets confused on who God is. How many of y'all have ever been in, in another country? How many of y'all ever been in a communist country? How many of y'all ever been in a country that was previously communist? How many of y'all ever been in a third world country? How many of y'all that have raised your hand in anything I just said, how many of y'all got back to the United States of America and you wanted to do the proverbial get down on the tarmac and kiss the ground when you got back? Because you understand there is no country on the planet of the earth like the United States of America. Sound off. Now, I'm gonna, let me draw a line right here. I'm not trying to draw out some national pride or patriotism as much as I am a holy gratitude to the King of Glory for blessing the United States of America in spite of all our imperfections, present and past. Still, I'm gonna tell you folks, by the grace of Almighty God, this is at this point in human history this is the greatest nation on the planet. So I've been in communist countries. I've been in countries that were previously communist. I've been in impoverished countries. And, and uh, I can tell you right now, folks, in spite of all the, the bad things that we've got that we need to overcome by God's grace in this country, this is still the best place on the planet. And I can tell you, as many of folks around you already have today, as soon as the jet that I was on, as soon as those wheels touched the ground on the United States soil again, I felt a relief in my soul. But also at the same time, even a greater burden that we need God more than ever before. 
oh, we're going to end up like one of those other countries that reads your Bible. Is every nation that ever backslid and turned its back on God and shook its fist in the face of God, God would bring it to his knees. But read your scripture. But right now today, we're in the place that we can make a dynamic difference. And right now today, we are where we are as that great part of that nation because we have had men and women in our armed forces who have been a blessing to serve this country and to protect our liberties. This past week, our country had on its calendar, on a Friday, I believe it was, was uh, Veterans Day. And we opted to acknowledge today in this service our veterans. And my wife told me I was gonna be in charge of this part of the service. And I've never carried a weapon in honor of this country as, as an armed serviceman. I never served in the armed forces, but I have the highest, greatest respect and admiration and honor for those of you who have. I also have many of my friends who have served, are serving, and I understand that between each branch, there's a high degree of respect and there's a high degree of love and then there's another high degree of uh, we better than y'all. <laughs> and I already told Brother Welton today, so when my wife told me this, I was gonna make up a list how I was gonna call y'all folks up and honor each branch. And then I said, so no branch will think that I was showing any partiality, I'm just gonna let y'all know I'm going to call each branch out in alphabetical order. <laughs> so when I call your branch out, if you have served or are serving, we would like for you to make your way up to the front because we want to honor you publicly and we want to honor you with a gift today. Just so happened for you folk that have been and are in the Air Force, by the divine providence of God, alphabetically, <laughs> y'all can sound off, you're first. So for those of you that have served in the US Air Force, would you please make your way to the front and join me up front here. Next we have US Army. For those of you who have served or are serving in the United States Army, would you please join us up front? Next, we would like to acknowledge the United States Coast Guard. If you have served or are serving in the United States Coast Guard, make your way to the front. Next, we would like to acknowledge the United States Marine Corps. If you have served or are serving in the United States Marine Corps, please make your way to the front. By the way, I think the United States Marine Corps just had a, a birthday celebration this week. And last but not least, alphabetically, we have those who are serving or have served in the United States Navy. If you would, please make your way to the front.
Come on, y'all can do better than that. All right, Mr. Anthony and Miss Beverly, if y'all make your way up front. They have obligated themselves to help me distribute our gifts today. So you guys just grab and uh, y'all give us just a minute to, to get these out and I'm gonna make my way down the front because I personally want to give thanks to everybody. We got some of these folks up here who are uh, <clears throat> retired. If you're retired, I want you to wave your hand. If you could do that, anybody retired? All right, let's give them a special round of thank you today. <clears throat> and we got another special category. If you met in the military and got married to, your, to a spouse who was in the military, raise your hand, all right? Well, there you go. All right, agree with me in prayer, would you? Father God, today, we thank you for these beautiful men and women who stand before us. God, we thank you for their commitment and their dedication as they have served or some of them still are serving in some capacities. Lord, we speak over them today and over their families and we bless them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. We ask, Father God, that you would protect them, give them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in favor as they proceed in life. Again, Father, we thank you for your commitment to us, and we thank you as they have exemplified their commitment to us as a people of this great country. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, folks. Y'all give them another hand as they're, as they're seated today. Wow, what a beautiful group of veterans today. Amen. We're thankful for them. Yes, let's give them another hand. Well, it is now time to give. Who's excited to give this morning? Yes, we're excited. If you need a tithing envelope, our ushers will get you one of those. So if you'll raise your hand, they're going to be walking around and looking for hands, and they'll hand you a tithing envelope this morning. We just want to take this moment to thank all of you who give to North Sea Harvest Ministries. You make it possible for us to do what we do for all the seed that we sow all around the world. We're very thankful. There are many ways to give. You can see on the screen. You can mail it in. You can bring it in. You can give it on Sunday mornings. You can push pay. You can give on our website. So we give you opportunity to be able to give to the Lord. 
We're going to ask our ushers to come forward. Who of you in here counted an honor to be able to give? Yes, it is a blessing. We don't have to tithe. We get to tithe. Amen. Because we get to tithe to pour in. So when God pours back into us, we get to pour it out again. Amen. So we're going to ask you to stand and prepare yourself to give this morning if you're giving in-house. All right, y'all come on and give. That's right, where you gonna rest for that, huh? Wait a minute, I got something I wanna say right there. Now listen, I know sometimes troubles come. Everybody goes through the storm and the rain. But listen, weeping may endure for a night. But how many of y'all know that showering coming in the morning? I need a witness up in here. like a medicine. Amen. Father, over this offering today, we acknowledge you are our provider. We acknowledge our utter dependence, total dependence upon you. We thank you for every avenue that you pour into us, whether it's retirement or investment or whether it's a salary job or whether it's an hourly wage. But God, those are just avenues. You are the source. And we acknowledge you being our Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. You are a God of overflow. Psalms 23 says, you anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. And God, I pray that you would demonstrate your overflow with the people's finances who honor you through Northview Harvest Ministries. God, we're not buying miracles. We are just demonstrating our obedience to be dependent upon you. We can't do this on our own. But with you, all things are possible. 
and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And may my God supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. So God, I pray you to bless the people who give in the tithe and offering. The tithe is yours anyway, but give everybody that has the responsibility of how we, uh, how we invest this, how we steward this in the leadership of this church. From myself as pastor, CEO, on down to the board of directors and the treasurer, Lord God, give us wisdom because we want to invest this money. We're not just paying bills, we're investing in the kingdom. And we honor you in this giving as you honor us in return. Give and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, so shall men give into your bosom. In Jesus' name, amen. If you know you cannot outgive God and you've proven that in your life, you've seen God flex his muscle, I want you to put your hands and give it together and give him a big old shout of praise. Would you do that? And turn around and look at somebody and tell them, you cannot outgive God. <laughs> Amen. You can be seated. Good morning again. Thank you all for being with us today. Y'all are a good looking bunch of folk today. Look at somebody and say, he's talking to you. How many of y'all blessed to be living here in this area, in this region of the country? Larnburg, Scotland County, Pinehurst, Pine... Uh, uh, Marlboro County, Moore County. I love it, man, because you know what? Uh, after living in Charleston and Columbia for 25 years, you know what? You, you could go all over town and you may never see anybody that you would know. And that, you know, there's big sprawling metropolises. Man, you can't go to Walmart without talking to five people in Larnburg. You know, used to, I could tell my wife, Walmart was about 20 minutes ride from our house in Lexington. And, and uh, you know, with traffic, y'all know about traffic here. Trust me, y'all know about traffic. All right, in Lexington, you find out about traffic. Mount Pleasant, Charleston, you find out about traffic. But I may tell my wife, you know, I'm going to run up to Walmart, which means you're going to be gone an hour. You know, you're going to have to go in there. You're going to have to fight the traffic. You're going to have to fight the crowds because, you know, nobody working in Walmart anyway. Which, you know, if they are, if they do have registers open, you know, this is before the uh, self-checkout days, you know, they'd have 50 registers lined up and one of them would have somebody working in it. And they'd have people from that register all the way back to the meat department at the back of the store. I remember those days. But I'll, I wanted to say all that to say this. You know what? We're blessed to be living in this area. Uh, you know, to be able to go out and go in the grocery store, run to get a soda in the store, or stop and get gas. Most of the time, you're going to see somebody you know. You may not remember their name exactly. I mean, but you know you've seen them. You can holler and say hey to each other. We're blessed to be able to do that, right? Amen? And, and one thing about that is, too, you better be careful. Bro, you can't hide no sin in Laurenburg. Right? I mean, I'm coming out of Walmart the other day. I, I had to go in there. I was looking for something. I'm going back to my car, and this truck pulls up in front of me, and the sun's blaring off, glaring off the windshield, and I can't see who it was, but it's like that person inside is looking at me, so I didn't know whether to reach for the nine or what. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, <clears throat> it was Brother Mitchell. And then he got out of the truck, and I saw who it was. So then we stood there and talked for a minute. But we are blessed to be where we are 
to be around who we are. And folks, we need to understand that is part of God's appointment in this season of our life. Amen? Hallelujah. And how many of you are extra, extra glad not just to be in Scotland, Marlboro, Moore, Richmond, and all these surrounding counties to be this close to each other, but who in here besides me is glad to be a part of Northview Harvest Ministries and what God is doing? Come on, y'all give him thanks because he's doing it. Somebody asked me recently, said, man, what in the world are y'all doing over at Northview? I keep hearing all this stuff God's doing. I said, uh, he's doing it. We're just kind of hanging on and enjoying the ride. Amen? We just want to facilitate. We just want to facilitate. Y'all remember a few weeks ago when we had Family and Friends Day? Does anybody remember that day I preached from Mark chapter 2 about this lame man on a, on a mat, on a stretcher kind of thing, and his four friends dug, tore a hole in the roof and they lowered him down because their whole intent was to get him to Jesus. Everything that we do about praise and worship, everything we do about teaching and whatnot, folks, it's not, we're not trying to put on a show or put on airs. We're just trying to get people to Jesus, to experience him. Because how many of y'all can give me a witness today? Jesus will change your life in a split second. Amen to that. Let's see where I'm at here. Uh, let's see. Let's do our faith statement, all right? I want you to shout it out with me. We are sword drunk, word ready, purpose filled. We will not be denied. And in Jesus' name, we will do everything, not somehow, but Come on, if you're more than a conqueror through Jesus, give him a praise today, would you? All right, if you're gonna help me out on social media today, if you're gonna share the video uh, that's going on live right now, if you have not had opportunity to do so, if you're gonna make any statement of anything that is said or done or post a picture today, you're gonna put hashtag NHM for Northview Harvest Ministries, and don't forget to hit that little locator button so people can see where you are. And today I wanna to talk with you. My assignment is this battle rattle. Battle rattle. We're going to start over in the book of Hebrews. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Before you go there, turn to Genesis chapter 14 and stick a piece of paper or something in there. Finger, toe, nose, stick something in there. And then we're going to bounce over to Hebrews. By the way, if you're a first-time guest today, as my wife was saying, uh, thank you for being with us today, and please take a moment to fill out that little back form and take it to that beautiful uh, welcome center, the desk over there, information center. There will be some nice folks over there waiting for you. They've got a great gift bag. And you know what? If you've been here for a while and you haven't gotten a gift bag in a while, just go ahead and fill out the form and fake it, all right? You might get a nice gift. Because I'm going to tell you what I did. They told me that that back form was perforated. So you know what I did this past week? Y'all know I was fighting off a bug and stuff. Thank you for all of the calls and texts and prayers for me. I appreciate it feeling a lot better today. But I had one of those bulletins and I was like, they say that thing's perforated, but I don't believe them. So I started tearing it apart. It is. <laughs> it comes off quite easy. So just go ahead and fill that out. Just start tearing it. You'll be amazed at how good it goes. All right. So who's with me today in the word of God? Look at your neighbor and say, it's time for a battle rattle. 
All right, sorry, I was talking. Let me get over here to Hebrews chapter seven. Anybody else there with me? Is that in the New Testament? I was just checking, hold on. I know it's coming up right there. Is that before the book, is that before the, uh, is that after the maps or before the maps? Okay, if you didn't know I was joking, does seven come before eight? All right, just four verses here in Hebrews chapter seven, verses one through four. I don't have them on the screen today. We're gonna follow along. I'm reading from Danny White, the New King James Version, my favorite one. So go ahead and get your, get your little smart thing ready. And anybody else needs to get your smart thing ready, we're going from the uh, New King James. But that's not, uh, you don't have to go there, but it'll be easier for you to follow. For this Melchizedek, everybody shout that name out, Melchizedek. Look at your neighbor and say, don't name your child that. Because you know what? They're never going to learn how to spell that in kindergarten and, and your preschool teachers are going to go crazy trying to want to know how you pronounce it, okay? For this Melchizedek, look what it says. King of Salem. Say that with me. King of Salem. King of Salem. Very important here. He is priest of the Most High God who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. Say after me, who blessed Abraham as he returned from the slaughter, not just the defeat, but the wipeout of the kings. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. Guess what? That would read in some versions. He gave a tithe because that's what the word tithe means. Now, how many of y'all are thinking, what in the world's going on here? Because I don't know anything about Melchizedek or Abraham or this stuff Abraham's getting back. How many of y'all want to go ahead and be honest and say, what in the world is he talking about? Ask me. I'm going to tell you. You ready? All right. So, hold on. This, this is, this is I'm on, you're going to figure this out in a minute. I'm going somewhere. I know, I think weird, right? I heard that inner amen. To whom Abraham also blessed and gave a tenth part of all, first being translated king of righteousness, this king of Salem, this Melchizedek, king of Salem. He's the king of righteousness, and it's also translated the king of Salem, meaning king of peace. So the king of peace and the king of righteousness is blessing a man that just came out of a temporary season of war whom God gave a dynamic victory. Verse three, talking about Melchizedek, look what it says. Without father, without mother, without genealogy. In other words, this Melchizedek, the, the writer to the Hebrews is trying to say, we don't know anything about him. He just, poof, shows up right there in the scripture. We don't know who his mama was, don't know who his daddy was, or his grandma, because this guy's writing to the Hebrews, and to the Hebrews, if you didn't have a genealogy, if you didn't have a name, if you didn't come from somebody who was somebody, you're gonna be a nobody. How many of you know God can do things in your life?
your life that do not require your grandpa to have been born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Come on, somebody. Mm-hmm. Having neither beginning of days nor end of life. But made like the Son of God, he remains a priest continually. Now consider how greatly this man was to whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the spoils. All right, with all that being said, and y'all still wondering what the world's going on in this story, flip back over to Genesis chapter 14. Genesis chapter 14. Genesis chapter 14. Anybody, did y'all put something in there so you can get back there quick? All right, in the beginning of Genesis chapter 14, we got four kings who are bad guys. Everybody said bad guys. How many of y'all like a good fight? Good war movie, good drama, good action, anybody? All right, because in this story right here, you're coming out of the gate and there are four bad kings. Not one, but there are four. Now, one of them, his name's Keter Larimer. Don't name your child that either because they'll never learn how to spell that in kindergarten. They'll be stuck in a corner with Melchizedek probably, okay? Then you had another king who's a bad guy. His name is Title. Then you had another one. His name is Amraphel. And then you have another one named Amrock, or excuse me, Arioch. And these four guys, they kind of con confederated together and they put everybody in their region kind of under their thumb to the point, I think it was about 13 years that they kind of were the taskmasters of everybody in their region and these four kings were mean, they were cruel but after 13 years some folks started saying we've had enough of this garbage so some of them started rising up and rebelling against these four kings but these four kings got together and got their armies together and folks look, how many of y'all remember back in the Civil War days there was a guy named Sherman there's some stuff about him in this area right y'all seen some of those uh Historical markers by the road, cause Sherman did what? He went on a he went on a march because when he landed down south, he started with his army going up north, and on Sherman's march, he wiped out everything. He burnt down houses, he burnt down plantation houses, he burnt fields, he burnt factories, he burnt cities, they burnt Columbia to the ground. So these four kings, when these people try to rebel, to show them who's boss, these four kings kind of went on a Sherman's march through the entire area. And even the people that had not rebelled against them, they wiped them out too. And they're taking all these people as slaves and they're taking all their gold and they're taking all their silver. They're taking their cats and their dogs. They're taking their chickens. They're taking their Campbell soup from the Campbell soup plant. I mean, they're ruthless, y'all. They're tearing it all down, burning it all down, and they're taking everything and they're making everybody their servants. They're taking nations. They're taking capital cities. They're taking metropolitan cities. They're taking walled cities. Nobody can stand against these four kings and their armies. They even take two cities that we know that's listed in the text here in Genesis 14. One was named Sodom, and one was named Gomorrah. In Sodom and Gomorrah, here's a little thing though. There's a guy named Lot living in Sodom. He's got an uncle. Does anybody know what his uncle's name was? Somebody shout it out. He had an uncle whose name was Abraham. 
Now, I know some of y'all don't believe in this stuff, but where I come from, if you mess with family, it's on. Now, we can fight each other, hate each other, cuss each other, slap each other, beat each other, fight every day of the week, but don't you mess with them. Is this working? How many of y'all got family members like that? I mean, you're not fighting and cussing with them, but they'll be like that with you. But let anybody mess with you, boy, and they're coming out with fangs and claws, and they're ready to handle business. So when they took Sodom, when these four kings, they took Sodom, they done wiped out all this entire region, Pastor Faye, and they took Sodom, and they got Lot. Well, one guy escaped. Get this, y'all, one guy. And that was not a coincidence because out of these, all, all these other peoples, these cities, these regions, these countries, the, these walled cities that they've taken, they've gotten everybody. Man, they're herding them up to make slaves out of them. And then they go after Sodom and one guy escapes. And guess what he does? He makes a lickety split toward Abraham. Abram at this time. His name hadn't been changed yet until the next chapter, I believe. And when he gets to Abram, he says, Abram, here's what's happening. These guys are taking out these entire regions, countries, cities. Oh, and they got your nephew Lot. Are we together here? In fact, these four kings, if you read the text, they went on this Sherman's March and here's, here's the regions, the countries, and the cities they took out. It's 11 of them all together. These four guys have wiped out 11 entire countries, regions, and walled cities. Could you imagine the massive amount of stuff that they're carrying? Because everywhere they go, they're taking gold, they're taking silver, they're taking Porsches, they're taking Harley Davidsons. Okay, I know they didn't have Porsches and Harley Davidsons back then, but whatever they had nice to that level, these guys are taking it. It's now our stuff. They're taking the nice stuff. So after they go through uh, Rephim, they go through Zemim, Emim, the Horites, the Amalekites, the Amorites, they go through Sodom, they go through Mar uh, Gomorrah, they go through Admah, they go through Zagoam, they go through Bela, they go through 11 countries, regions, and major cities. They got some stuff they're hauling around, folks. And they've got the army, and they've got the military might and power to take these places with very little effort. How we doing? In fact, if you're with me in Genesis chapter 14, look at verse 11. We're going to pick up reading there. Look at somebody and say, I hear a little battle rattle. Say it one more time. Then they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their provisions and went their way. They also took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed. Then one who had escaped came and told Abram the Hebrew, for he dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamra. Everybody say Mamra. In, well, let me go ahead and give you this. Mamra in the Hebrew means to rebel. Sometimes you've got to pitch your tent in the place 
that you are willing to rebel against things that don't fit God's plan. Let me say that again. I got three people heard it over there. Nobody got it over here. Sometimes you got to be ready to pitch your tent. You got to be ready to live in a place where you are willing to rebel against what does not fit God's word and God's plan. And how many of y'all understand this? Listen now. Well, let me finish reading the story. All right. Let me finish reading the story. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So he, uh, he was by the terebinth trees of Mamre the Amorite, brother of Ishkol and brother of Anir, and they were allies with Abram. Now when Abram heard that his brother, or his nephew, his brother's son, was taken captive, look what it says in verse 14. He armed, everybody shout, does he armed? I can't hear y'all shout it for me. Come on, he armed. Listen now, his 318. Whoa, 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 whoa. You got four armies. Let's do the math here, y'all, before we read on. You got four armies that are doing a Sherman's march, taking entire nations, defeating walled cities, got all their stuff, and you about to go at them with 318 men? What are you, bruh, on a death wish? Let me go ahead and give you a little secret today. You do not have to be the majority to do God's work. Somebody might want to write that down. You do not have to be the majority to do God's work. Come on now, I'm looking at some of my brothers and sisters. Your skin's got a little different... Uh, what is it, melanin, that, that, that pigment in your skin? Yours is a little different than mine, so some of y'all have been looked at as minorities in your life. Your mamas and your daddies and your grandmamas and your grandpas were looked at as a minority in your life. I'm here to tell you right now, some of us white folk better wake up because we are now a minority, not by our skin color, but by the fact that we are serving the one true God.